0: hey y'all it's Kristen and christine from the takeover. takeover we're growing and loving the engagement via social media and through our audio platforms if you want to hear more from us subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. that's hashtag the takeover with Kristen and christine
1: listen rate and comment on soundcloud itunes and google play and don't forget to follow us on instagram snapchat and twitter at the takeover cc to join the conversation now let's get into the episode
0: You are now tuned into The Takeover with Kristen and Christine.
1: It is episode
0: 24.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And you know, time surely flies. I feel like just yesterday, we were at one. No, 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 I was going to say January one, not one. True, but true, true. It's, it has it's been really a-
0: middle, middle of February by now. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Also, uh, an anniversary for us, ooh, ooh. which is um, not of the takeover of the podcast, but, but you know, the takeover when we started as a radio show. Right. We started on February 14th.
1: So, therefore, our co host anniversary, if you want to call it co host diversity, right, <laughs> is coming up on Wednesday. Um, we started out with a love playlist.
0: Oh my god! I was literally reminiscing today. Like, not mm-hmm. only do we have a love playlist, but we had an anti love playlist. Oh,
1: true. Remember? <laughs> Yo, we had like a smart little snippet of like right. three or four songs. We was right. like, yeah, there's all the people that don't
0: want none of that foolishness. <laughs> what is? Love? I need to listen to that part. Oh my god! Right do now. you have that playlist? Come up. Oh no! Search we it do. up. It's on Wham Spotify. We do
1: have it. Oh my god. We do have it. We do have it. And even if we don't have, we could definitely still have like the, we used to do these trackers. We used to put the name, oh God, the
0: song, yeah. the genre, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because we had to get that 15% new music. Facts.
1: But yeah, we've come a long way, y'all, from the cold of Amherst, Massachusetts to the cold of New York. Um, right. But nonetheless, we're happy to to be here and be moving forward with, you know, creating content that the people want you feel me shout mm-hmm. out to everyone okay. that listened to episode 23 over the past couple of days you know it came out a little bit late you all still came through and if you hasn't, haven't listened to episode 23 then you need to get on it after you listen to this one
0: don't worry i got the snippets coming i bet bet bet
1: but yeah let me just check for those playlists because i feel like they were quite. Elite. I feel
0: like we should put it out because it's like a with an updated, you know, with some updated right. songs. Definitely, we need to.
1: S- gotta sit down and make these playlists for y'all. I know there's so much. The music, of music that just we put together. Yeah,
0: going through. Ugh.
1: But it shall come. It shall come.
0: What did you do this weekend?
1: Uh sat in my house. It wasn't an eventful weekend. I think. Considering, you know, this is basically what's happening over here in the world of Christine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, the pay cycle has shifted at my job. And that has um, drastically changed the way in which my funds can be, you know, evenly distributed upon my needs and my wants. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Yes, budgeting. So... Yes. Not even that. I can't even budget when there's no money there okay. to budget. Understandable. You know? uh, so, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, um, unless and you know it's cold, so that means that you have to pay to be inside. Um, when I can pay to be inside my, right. I don't have to pay to be inside my house. You feel right?
0: Me? Yeah, it's like uh, the only place that you can go for free. Well, it's not even for free. So no, because you pay for that. So you might as well stay there.
1: Right. And and take Pre-pay. up your
0: couple hundred thousands doll- that Taking you can all the heat. Right. That mm. is, under my covers. Right. Shout um, out to summer, though, because, you know, you can really go anywhere to the park. For free. To the, the water side. To somebody else's block party. Backyard. Backyard bashment. Eastern Parkway. Listen,
1: the more the merrier. <laughs> but for now, I'm inside. Um, what did you
0: do this weekend, Kristen? I went on a date with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she said, "Yeah." Yeah, we went to um, Del Fresco's. Frisco's. Frisco's oh, Del Frisco, okay. Yeah. And it was, I was really nice. Go there, it's really really nice in there. Um, I went to the. I went to the other steakhouse with Chris. With that was Chris, nice yeah. too. I was thinking about that because I'm like, oh, that's the one everybody knows. I was like, oh, that'd be nice. So then, because I've never been, mm-hmm. but then I was like. No, cause I don't want to do the hype thing, but um, but yeah, that's where I went. Okay, yeah. and it was very nice. Um, the 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 food was really good. Okay. Um, small portion sizes, very expensive. Really, yeah, but really good, really okay. good. The service was amazing. The our our ho- what do you call them, host or waitress, wait waiter waiter? Wait, waiter? There you go. Our waiter was really nice. Um, yeah. That was cute. That was a cute little evening. Y'all,
1: I'm looking, trying to find Wham, and I hikey cannot find him.
0: All our players are gone.
1: <laughs> and two ways. Um,. But, yes, what are we looking forward to this coming weekend?
0: Oh, we looking forward to the
1: real live. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Five-year anniversary at the that Apollo.
1: Let's go, let's go, let's go. insane.
0: Let's go. I'm, it's going to be my first time, like, at the Apollo. Can you believe really? it? Really? My first time wow. at the Apollo. So that is going to be an experience for me. It's beautiful. And yeah. my first time seeing them in person, which I've been dying yes. to see them. Oh, wait. Remember, wanted to yeah. see them in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. I couldn't because yeah. the tickets sold out so fast. Mm-hmm.
1: This is my first time to actually be hearing them, like, from their own perspective. So, I've seen Crystal on Charlemagne's Uncommon yeah. Sense show. Yeah. I've seen her, like, in person, like, literally, like, going at it, like, with Schultz. <laughs> On she point. Had no time. No then. cool. She was just beating it off the off the top of the dome. And you know, Kid Fury. I've seen him in different places. Uh, but this will be my first time seeing them together mm. in the flesh.
0: Where have you seen him? Um He does like
1: has he done comedy shows? He does like a couple of like small events everywhere. Uh, and I think we have five live and stuff. Yeah. Um and I ran into one of them. Last summer. But I am looking forward to it. If y'all are
0: going to be there, let us know. I'm so hyped. Gonna I'm be, so, so hyped. Uh, are you watching Black Panther this week? Mm,
1: no. Are you not? I'm watching it next week. Okay. Are you watching it this week?
0: I'm watching it this week on my dog.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not watching. I'm watching it with my job as well, with my oh, wow. children. IMAX 3D, um, I'm dead. the 24th. Okay. Is that a Saturday? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, looking forward to tons of great things this weekend. Um, hopefully, they're able to ask them a question. I'm trying to get my questions right. I'm dead. So I could just...
0: They really get reckless questions. Yeah. So the the real question is like... What kind of question are you anticipating asking? Let's let's practice. <laughs> well, you see. Are you asking a reckless question? Like, oh my God, my personal life is in shambles or my friend of a friend said this, that, and the third no. and it's real critical. You know why? Because I, since I'm staying
1: in my house, I'm staying away from the drama. Okay. So I actually don't have none of those questions, c- comments, concerns at this moment. Mm-hmm. But... Hmm. I feel like I would ask them something about like, career and future wise, because, you know, when you want to do it all and you feel like things are like at each other's ends, you know, I look at my ratchet life and I look like, I look at, you know, my God infused life and I'm trying to figure out how they can seemingly be together. And be all of them are. All yeah. Them.
0: There's like the professional life. Right. There's a ratchet life. Right. There's the godly life. Right. There's the um, 9 a.m., 6 a.m. life. Right. There's the 2 a.m. life. So you're trying to figure What's out What's going on
1: in the 2 a.m.'s
0: life? Who knows? You, <laughs> could be, you could be in a party. You could be oh, okay. anything, anywhere. Okay. You know, but it's like thinking about how to infuse them together. Yeah. While well, you know still being be true to yourself. To be— Cause, your, Yes. Cause, and I don't even think your it's— Your whole self.
1: Yeah, and I don't even think it's something about me— not wanting others to judge it be like oh like look at this girl she twerking over here but she praising god over there i think it's something about myself i think it's come to like myself being able to reckon with it all what do you mean like can i truly be happy with myself over here knowing my life over there like i feel like i've i've allowed myself to just go through the motions and now having that much more time to like think about how the two could be seen in juxtaposition, but Mm -hmm. to myself, not to anybody else. I don't care what they saying over there. Mm -hmm. It's just to myself and just like feeling okay with it all. Mm -hmm. Also the idea of like talent. And we talked about this last week, but like when you're doing something over here, you can't do something over there
0: and how to manage it all, you know? It's hard. I mean, I feel like we learned this word, and or at least I learned the word. I don't know. If you, I don't know if you knew it before, but in one of Jabinski's classes, he talks about the dialectic. Oh, Actually, yeah. I think it's Panther Theory, which is like all we've been talking yeah. about is Panther, 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 and all the is different. Um, <laughs> in, in its different frames, mm-hmm. um, from the the art exhibit to so, the movie to the actual political group, and mm-hmm. it just yeah. But the dialectic, like having one having more than one thing exists at the same time and being able to to confront them both and i feel like we learned it in a sense of like how to deal with two problems at the same time or mm-hmm. two or three problems um or they're more than problems they were like huge like identify and identifying mm-hmm. issues type of stuff but um i think you know intersectionality that yeah. maybe that's the word for it where it's like how do you let all of your identities exist as one wherever you are right and i don't know like can you twerk and i mean okay let's let's even take the twerking thing out of the picture mm-hmm. if you're in the entertainment industry and a lot of things in the entertainment industry revolve around clubs and appearances Mm -hmm. and travel like at varying different hours and you you have to be okay with your schedule not being a like this is happening this right I am working out at this day this day it's like no when you get the time that's when you get it in like and so the question is do you think that one can exist with the other and do you want to make one exist with the other and I think I think you do so I do so now you have to figure out how you merge them. It's like one of the most difficult things ever. But yeah. yeah.
1: Well, if they, with their five years under their belt, can tell me how they manage it all, <laughs> I'd be so blessed just to just to drop a little. They've done amazing inspiration over here. Would be nice a little sprinkle. They've also dash. developed
0: a an amazing, 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 wow, <laughs> amazing group of people that follow them and communicate with them and listen to them and support their comments is on fleek yeah likes is on fleek they get emails like solid like not no like spamming or stupid stuff it's like actually like great commentary right
1: that allows for their conversation to feel like it's never ending right you know and it's not only between them
0: oh yeah it's like everybody's in the booth with them right everybody's in the studio whatever
1: which is what we would love over here too
0: right show, show us the love
1: <laughs> comment under our SoundCloud links Uh rate and review us on Apple Podcasts we respond back seriously See, we really do so yeah that's our weekend hopefully people can share in it with us and we'll be sure to come back next week and tell y'all how everything went and peep peep the Instagram and the snaps for the
0: for the, the um, for behind the scenes behind the
1: scenes but yes okay on to
0: Blacklight
1: so, first black light, you want to do the recap or you want to do the new one? Well, the I think
0: new we new. should we should start with the recap because you know from from the past to the present, you understand? Solid, um, solid. So the to to start us up, um, Christine had actually presented these two people as black lights. I can't remember how many episodes ago. God long ago. This is this is start when you start getting up in numbers. You're like, I don't know when we talked about these people, but Amy Sherald and Kahende Wiley, um, when they were first commissioned to do Michelle and Barack Obama's, um, Smithsonian portraits, um, Christine had mentioned them and we looked at their work and we had praised them and just like the first African Americans to even paint you know, portraits Any of, the portraits of a, in the for Smithsonian for the a presidential president. portrait. Right. portrait. Yeah, So it's just like, just understanding what an amazing feat that is for them as artists. Um, definitely made us put them in the black light segment, but then also thinking like they're painting too iconic. His like, Legendary. Legendary people, Barack and Michelle Obama. Like, these people have broken barriers. It was like, back in episode 10, yo. Oh, wow. That's not that long ago, honestly. Yeah. But it feels so it's long, long ago. ago. Yeah. But, yeah, seeing them, seeing them, like, all of them on stage at the same time and, like, thinking about where they came from mm-hmm. and what they were, you know, like, what they were intended in the eyes of others, what they mm-hmm. were intended to be and become. And, mm-hmm. and like, I feel like, you know, that, that statement, I am my ancestors wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. I, I think of that about that every single time. And then just for it to be during black history month, during February, the month of love for all of that stuff to be debuted mm-hmm. for them to like, be like, okay, this is the final product. product. I think that's amazing. Now, the actual commentary on what these, <laughs> what these portraits are looking like. Golly, Y'all could, golly. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, you know, process that right now. But I know a lot of people have thoughts right. specifically on Michelle Charles. Obama's. Well,
1: okay. So I guess we could, let's start with Baracks real quick <laughs> and then we could get to Michelle. So Baracks, he's seated on his, on his wooden throne. You feel me? Uh, you know quick stoop stance you know mm. on the edge of the chair still right. yeah upright mm. looking directly at you um i think hende did a, a really good job in you know portraying what the presidency had done to him no offense to my barack obama your black don't crack but nice. you've aged yes. my
0: friend his black cracked a little bit. I'm like, oh, going right, mean, to a little, you know, the face is a little droopy droopy, you know? Right. <laughs> because he paid his dues to this entire land. <laughs> like More than just this land. His impact is right. literally worldwide. Far reaching, yeah.
1: Uh, and I love the, the background. The background is like, different like the green vines and from the vines are coming three different types of flowers that represent different places that are quintessential to Barack's path uh, the first one is like the African lily which is representative of Kenya which is where his dad is from
0: mm-hmm. the next one is the chrysanthemum oh my God, uh, I love that word aw. chrysanthemum I first learned about it in a book oh yeah <laughs> the chrysanthemum
1: the girl the little yes! the little um, <laughs> the, she was a rat, a mouse. Was she a rat? Oh my God. Chrysanthemum. Oh my
0: God. But that was my book.
1: Chrysanthemum. The the book, bro. Chrysanthemum yeah, she, book. She was definitely a rat. She was
0: a rat. She definitely was a rat. She was a little cute rat, though, with a little pink bow and oh stuff. Yeah, her she was a little pink too. dress. I, when I learned the word, I was like, oh, it's fleekin' for me because this is a big word. It's pretty.
1: Yeah. And so, the chrysanthemum represents Chicago. Yeah, the official flower of Chicago, um, which we all know is his hometown. And where a, a big chunk of his his political background is, you know, grounded in. And then finally, the jasmine, which evokes, um, you know, native Hawaii, you know. And I think... I think Hinde did a good job of, you know, making Obama, of course, the to stand to stand front. I would love to know if there's anything else about the chair and the type of chair that he put him in and things like that. You know, those things, little by little, will get revealed. But overall, I think he did a, a, a
0: fine job. Yeah, I, I think he did an amazing job. And it's not, it's, like, exactly what I expected of him. Yeah. Because it's, like, the nice, like... The green is a, it's a, it's almost like a solid background, but the fact that it's textured, it looks mm-hmm. textured, you know. So you're like, there is something like very special about it, and then That's. the flower, like the and the flowers, not the ones that he picked for his hometowns, are not like all over the place, right? They're like, you know, perfectly placed in small places mm-hmm. and like so, like what am I saying? It's perfectly placed in. In places, but it's not overbearing, right? You know, it's not
1: like gaudy. It's like right, just enough to for it to like peek through,
0: right? Yeah, so it's very like elegantly done, yeah, um, yeah, and and tones everything like 3D. You got his you got his roly on Ro I didn't want that roly roly roly.
1: Facts, um, but yeah, oh, my my boy Barack is looking quite fine. On to Miss Michelle. Right, so we talked about this back in episode 10. Amy Sherald right. is the um, painter, the artist behind the work. And, you know, at first glance, I was like, okay, I love the dress. Definitely am digging the dress. I love the hair. The hair is quite schlade and laid. Um, But then, you know, had to look That's a little bad. bit closer. Um. <laughs> I saw I've seen so many different things somebody said oh her head is not proportional to the rest of her body looking kind of small Um. somebody said they like the definition in her arms but overall some people just felt like the palette lackluster lackluster right Um. and I don't even think it's in comparison to Obama because even if I
0: it's, no, it's look too at it easy. by itself it's too easy to be in comparison to Obama so I think that makes it worse that it, it can be in comparison right. to Obama's
1: but the fact that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's something about the the gray as well. I know the gray is very integral to uh, Amy's work. I'm mm-hmm. um, using these shades of gray um, for people's skin. Uh, however, my girl, Michelle, is such a dynamic individual that I just felt like the gray could have been a lot darker or richer more she's she's missing some sort of dimension if almost i feel like the dress has more dimension than
0: her actual persona i feel like you want her to jump out you want her to stand out of the photo and it doesn't necessarily because i guess the dress is kind of the dress takes up a large amount of space on the portrait um and so in the portrait and so i guess it can like push her in the back especially when you're dealing with colors but the good thing is that she didn't put too many like other colors and then have michelle in gray like her her actual face then i would also think about it as a challenge i mean i'm no artist right but i will also Mm -hmm. think of it as a challenge to get a a gray person to be to a gray person to get a person painted or drawn or whatever in gray to have like dimension that's a really difficult feat and if remember when we first went through this and mm-hmm. we looked at all of her other works. I feel like it falls in line with some of her works. And and I guess when you compared it to um, a few other images and you're like, oh, but this person still seems to have dimension. I still feel like when contrasted with the other works, they're very in line with what I thought she would create. Mm hmm. So I don't know if it's like too far off. And as I was saying as well, I think I mean she had to consult with Michelle Obama. And I feel like Michelle Obama in my head I can imagine be like, No, no, girl, go 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 back to the drawing board, erase. Right.
1: <laughs> Figure it out. You know. Come back again. I don't know if you could, you know, fix that, but I'm gonna need you to fix that. You feel right. me? Um Yeah, I, I guess. I guess what I would say, and somebody said this well, um, so whoever said it, I'm biting off you. Uh, it's it's a portrait, not a photograph. Mm-hmm. So I think, just understanding, like it's not that saying. Oh, it's an interpretation of who Michelle is, but it's an understanding that it's we we can. Enc- this is the this is the way this woman chose to encapsulate her, and it's so fitting in certain aspects and while it may not be exactly what you intended to be right. everybody's gonna critique it everybody's gonna find something mm-hmm. off with it um just wish she wasn't that gray. i'm done <laughs> so the yeah. thing
0: is i mean and michelle knew i feel like she knew that it had the it had the like the possibility of this happening because all her other works are in gray so was she like right so it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna come out with no like rich black that should have been brown tones. If I anything know.
1: that probably is what drew attracted her. drew her to it cuz it was so
0: different. Um and then when you said the the whole idea of it being a portrait and not a photo mm-hmm. um reminds me of just like the genealogy yes to that word i okay, finally okay, no, okay. no no no, because i finally remembered it <laughs> at the right time um but the genealogy of images right mm-hmm. so you start off with drawings like we didn't have cameras right and you start off with drawings and you try to get the most realistic image of someone yeah. like don't because move. that's literally because that's the only way that you can remember someone from the past, it's mm-hmm. through these drawings. I mean, now we have three D modeling and all these like technological advances that we can even transform these things. <laughs> <to make laughs> that King mm-hmm. Tut's mother. <laughs> we'll talk we'll about get back to later. <laughs> that but, was a that was a weak trend. Mm, but yeah, so there's all these things that can like make us see people from the past as we see each other today. But and those time in those times, portrait portraits were simply like doing the best you can to make the person seem as lifelike as possible. Mm-hmm. Then the camera was invented. And so then and it's like, I don't need to, re- I mean, portraits are, you know, elegant and they're, they're a staple of the past, whatever, but mm. I don't need to, because I can actually take a photo and it'll be the most accurate thing. Right. Like you don't have to paint me. Right. But I think now, now we're like becoming more creative. I think actually this is what Kehinde Wiley was talking about in his, um, interview with, um, Toure. Mm. So one of, um. on the Tory show, it's a podcast. He was featured on that podcast and he Mm. talks about this genealogy of artistry. And and like, yeah, so now that we're in a moment where, you know, you have to be more creative about your art. Your portraits, they're not going to be like, oh, there's a gray background and then this is my face. It's like, no, like what is the creative element in it? What makes it special? So I feel like, obviously, there's something deeper. Like, why does she use gray? Like, right. and I think she had talked about it, like, transcending time, past, present, future. But, you know, like, that's her interpretation and that's her understanding. Yeah. And, you know, shout outs to her even being able to be picked by Michelle. Like, right. the fact that Michelle Obama knows who you are, like, and the fact that she's willing to unveil your work. Yeah.
1: Life shout life through. accomplishments. Right. Like, right. go sit down and rest now. Facts, <laughs> facts, facts, facts. But Yes. So that's the first part of the black light on to the new part of the black light. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been watching the winter Olympics that much. Um, I'm usually an Olympics girl, mostly the track and field, everything else can set up. Summer sports. Right. Summer (laughs) spots. Um, but in the Winter Olympics, you know, you have some of our black people from the diaspora showing up and showing out, and of course, you know, on the skating rink, none other than May Bernice Mite from France. She put on a star-stunning routine to none other than Beyonce's Halo and and Run the World, girls, and it was like a mashup of the two songs, um, for her routine. And this is actually the first time, apparently, that figure skaters could even set their routines to music that have lyrics. Mm. So the fact that she picked Miss Beyonce, Beyonce. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, girl, you better get it." Um, from the turns to the twists to the ups and downs, and she did remar- miraculously, mirac- ma- remarkably, remarkably. Wow, that was two different words, girl. <laughs> she did m- remarkably well. Um, to the fact that um she's moving on in the in the round so shout outs to her and i think it's also just a great way to see like representation because yes you know we've seen you know figure skaters come and figure skaters go um people of color in that space but to not only have her in that space but also to be dancing to that you know we've seen um similar things you know in gymnastics and you know we you know we see it in other places that are considered like high art, but then to know that Beyonce can enter those spaces. Beyonce those, is high art. Is she? Yeah,
0: she is. Her, her level of performance is just oh, insane. Oh yeah, that, that is high her, art. Uh, uh, what is, what is not high art, Christine? No, 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 <laughs> I think, I think what is
1: traditionally considered high art is not Beyonce. No. Oh,
0: traditionally. Considered. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I feel like now we're in a different era, but we'll talk about that. Cause I actually have, um, some words to say on that for our new music segment. But yeah, so
1: I guess uh, I mean we could go straight into new music right now. New I'm music, <laughs> new music. <laughs> what you got to say? We finna talk about none other than the Black, Black Panther, Panther soundtrack. soundtrack.
0: Is that my phone going off? No. I heard dinging. Okay. Um <laughs> it's upstairs. I okay. Like that. Um but yeah, the Black Panther soundtrack, I actually did not listen to it till today. Insert the meme with the guy that's looking from side to side.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so I think just to, I, more than the actual music itself, I'm just so proud of everybody on it. Like, yeah. I'm just so happy of how many genres are on there. Most definitely. In a few songs, mm-hmm. like, and then you have like everybody from Two Chains and Kendrick Lamar. To... Um, James Blake. To James Blake. Like, you know, like, those people, I wouldn't automatically be like, oh, yeah, they're going to be on one one album. Let, let alone one track. Right. Like. Right. So, yeah. I, I Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. And I'm just so proud of everything that's come out of it. And I'm just sitting here like a like a mother. Just yeah. like, oh, wow, this is so beautiful. But, um, yeah, my favorite song... Whoa. My favorite songs are X. Because um, the beat is sick. <laughs> but it's like... I don't think they call it X. Well, it's, it's X. But it's 10. And in my heart, I'm like, yeah, but it's really 10. And in my heart, I'm like, X. Because, you know, we cannot not talk about Malcolm X. X. Like, that was intentional. Yeah. Um, also, um, I think, oh, what's his name? Kendrick had talked about how much Malcolm X has had influenced him. So I just cannot stray away from that. Mm-hmm. Um. It's the second longest song in the soundtrack, and it just goes so hard. Uh, I really want to see um, what's that boy name at Kid Kida, K I D A, the yeah. great, yeah. just move to that because it goes from you see these like very smooth like melody type feel, and then it just starts hitting every like hitting the beat Mm -hmm. so I feel like he would be the perfect person because you know he has that sway thing going on yeah yes he sways and then he isolates real hard like he breaks real hard So I feel like he'll be dope dancing to that song and if I am to curate um more um things that could have come out or that can come out of this soundtrack it would be LaKaley47 on Ops like how did they miss out on having her on Ops the B is hers, Kendrick. If you're listening, <laughs> the question has been asked.
1: The B is hers. She would have murdered it. Like <laughs> Kristen, if y'all don't know, is a big Lake Kelly Forty Seven fan. Since a couple episodes back, <laughs> she's been all about Miss Lake Kelly, and you know, no, rightfully so. I think that she would have definitely fit in on these songs. You have another song that you really, really loved.
0: Yeah, um, King's Dead, and that was from James Blake. And I just think that James Blake blacked. That's that's about it. Just <laughs> the fact that they're all, it is like the jingle of the song, like James Blake blacked. And that was like the lyrics, lyrical part of it. Mm-hmm. And then you have Future and Kendrick with like the chorusy like jingle part, the part that makes it like, you want to listen again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's like the parts that you mem- memorize first. first, I feel like just because it's like, you know, obviously you memorize catchy. choruses. Right. The catchy mm-hmm. part. And but when yeah. you said
1: James Blake blacked, you know, I like giggled cause he's white. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he went hard though. Shout out to him. He really black. He held his own. <laughs> he black. <laughs> I
1: can't. All right. So for me, um, one of mine. I also have three. One of mine is what we highlighted on our Instagram. So t- it takes some time right now. You know, pause. Go quickly to our Instagram at mm-hmm. the Takeover CC and go like the post of none other than Georgia Smith, twenty-year-old English, UK singer songwriter she's dope she's the voice that came up multiple times on drake's lp more life Mm -hmm. um she does covers like up the a-hole like her cover of um let me love you uh mario is dope um her interviews are quite on point i i love me some georgia smith i've been listening to her a lot these past couple of days um yeah i just feel like her lyrics her her sound is different um, there's also paramedic, which is from the Bay Area's S O B and R D E, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I
0: could have felt that. I just
1: felt Bay Area all over. that That's song. Bay Area. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> and then the last one is Bloody Waters. You know, I was tr- trying. To, I was choosing between Bloody Waters and I Am. Um, and the reason why I love Bloody Waters is because they have my son Anderson Park, my son Absol, as well as um my son my son as well as James Blake. I believe James Blake is on that one too. Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, and that one is also really, really dope. I haven't li- heard anything from Absol and Anderson Pack in a in a while, and I was like, wait a second, Absol. Like, I used to listen to Absol back when he was featured on um Double XL's Freshman List. Like, where has he been? He hasn't put out any projects of his own recently. So I would love if he could. Um, his story is great. I think all of them on TDE Top Dogs um Entertainment mm-hmm. are a uh, you know class act. We have everybody from Kendrick Lamar to Rhapsody, to SZA, Anderson Park, Absol. You know, they're all top-notch um, individuals. They mm-hmm. all do their own thing, and to see it finally, it, the soundtrack almost feels like a family. You it know, does. album. It's so
0: strange, right? Because I that's what I mean. They like,
1: never do features on each other's stuff. They mm-hmm. barely do features at all. So the yeah. fact that they could all come together
0: and it's them too, and it's like, but then there's also all these other artists, mm-hmm. right, which and for it to still feel like a family thing is like. Cause you have, some of your family members are crazy and you're like, oh, I don't really associate you with you until mm-hmm. like Thanksgiving, but you know, right? And, and some of my, them, live- some of my uncles are wild, you know, like all these different people, but then they come together yeah. and it seems very seamless, seamless.
1: And the fact that also when you're talking about, um, you know, family members, they're also from all over the place. Like you literally have, you know, I know you could send, you know, yo, send a, send a, send a tracks when you're done, yo, send a. Send the vocals. But the fact that we have people from all over the diaspora, we have South Africa, UK, Cali, mm-hmm. Texas, even Ethiopia by way of Toronto is represented on this album. So overall, um, shout outs to Kendrick for curating this, putting this all together. It is absolutely right. phenomenal. Right.
0: And even the genre, like the genres, like, I feel like there was neo-soul and R&B mm-hmm. and rap and hip-hop, and mm-hmm. there was, like, trap rap, mm-hmm. but then there was, like, conscious rap, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, like... There was so much that I feel like even the I don't know if it was considered reggae because I don't yeah I heard a little did you tinge hear that? of it but it was like patois yeah or yeah it it just it was the diaspora yeah. in like a few, in one album and I was mm-hmm. like wow like they really did their mm-hmm. best on this
1: mm-hmm. I would love to see how they infuse it into the movie so Krista could talk mm-hmm. about it next week that's not a problem I know I'm gonna be okay. seeing a whole bunch of people talking about it this weekend and I'm not seeing it till next weekend but. I can't wait to hear and to see snippets. So those are coming up.
0: I have a question. Yes. Is James Blake, is he, does he rap? Who's the rapper on that song? James Blake is a singer songwriter. Okay. So who's the rapper on King's dead? J rock. J rock. That's what it is. So he's also from TDE. So J Rock is the one that blacked. Oh damn! <laughs> Not, Sorry, revoked. <laughs> Black card revoked from I'm James dead. Blake. I'm
1: dead. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes. All right. You know, I'm listening to a couple other
0: people. I think I'm gonna actually just keep some of this till next week. They there's so many. Are these are these the SoundCloud people that you've been listening yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm you excited to. You know,
1: you got some Atlanta vibes. You got some people from the Bronx. You got people from how do you find Toronto? These people? Um so I'll start with one person and I'm listening I'm listening and then I'll see on my side is like people who you should follow and I move over there and then mm. I do the discover um I also do their top 50, their new and noteworthys. On SoundCloud,
0: new and noteworthy?
1: Mhm. Do they curate it for you? Do they do like um no it's updated like every 15 hours like depending on like what the genres are. Genre? Okay. Yeah. yeah, i was about
0: to say do they do like um algorithms and stuff for you to find? no i think they well they might they they do
1: it's basically It's mostly dependent upon shares and reposts Mm -hmm. that they do the suggestions and oddly enough they're pretty accurate Mm. so i was having a good little time i will share the rhythms that i've been listening to recently from 2018 levels and world vibes um the two of them you know they bump they don't bump but they bump and I think it's a good way to start the year, you know. As <laughs> to, sorry, as,
0: I, I I'm, I'm just putting my my eyelashes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as the as you know, fest, um, the soca soca starts coming out, um, reggae starts coming out. You know, the different festivals and the carnivals are happening in full force. Um, so yeah, I'm not ready already. I would love to go to
0: one, but at
1: we'll least see. one. <laughs> we shall see.
0: All right. Up next, we got Black Girl Lit and the lit is for Literature. So, my I, friend Kristen, what have you brought to us today? I don't know. I think I might have you choose from my um selection, but you have something to share with us. I do. Um, so Black Girls Rock, which is something that
1: uh the takeover would love to be at this year. So please pray for us. You know, we really wanna be up in there, whether it be as press, whether it be you know, seated guests, cualquiera, uh, whatever, (laughs) give me something, give us something. But Black Girls Rock is just an amazing platform um, via BET um, given to us uh, by amazing women who have decided that, you know, black, black girl, that's like the black girl magic essence is just encapsulated in this event. It highlights uh, phenomenal women. Last year, they, um, You know, they paid paid homage to, you know, Maxine Waters and Michelle Obama has been there, Um, Yara Shahidi, Um, top names of of women from all different backgrounds that come together just to bask in each other's beautiful just nature and just to be able to see each other in one space and to giggle, to laugh, to hug, to cry. Mm -hmm. Everything about black women is phenomenal. So there's going to be a book that encapsulates these past couple of years that um, Black Girls Rock has been in existence. And it's titled Black Girls Rock, Owning Our Magic, Rocking Our Truth. And it is given to us by the woman who actually founded, Um, she founded, Black girls rock, and her name is because I don't want to get it wrong. Beverly Bond, Beverly Bond, um, and so it includes, you know, snapshots from Michelle Obama, Angela Davis, Shonda Rhimes, uh, Erica Badu, Solange, uh, Kathy Hughes, Suzanne Shank, Serena Williams, Lupita, you know, Melissa Harris Perry. All these women Great. are gonna be
0: great
1: yeah just affirming their true essence of holistic beauty we reaffir- reinforcing black girl magic in a powerful pledge that's yana miss fix
0: her life herself are they so they're they're writing pieces of the book or yeah. they're just being um interviewed for it or they're having so they have stories they have
1: memoirs they have like wow. all in this one book
0: oh my god yeah testimonies
1: all of it oh my from them, god. as well as photographs Oh. so basically it's gonna be an ode to black girl ambition self love empowerment and healing I'm about to fall out asleep. it's in pre-order right now it's the number one pre-ordered on Stop, Amazon.com real? coming out February twenty second. hold on
0: let me get my let me get my <laughs> let me put this down cause I'm gonna have to pre-order let me go to my Amazon right now right that's it. hard cover hard cover I, that's it they only doing hard cover hard cover I don't want a soft cover of this anyways like, like wow I'm about to press it too Sure. I need this. Oh, it looks so oh my gosh, look at her hair.
1: Yeah. It's dope. Um, but yeah, I I think I'm I've been thinking a lot about like home decor and stuff like that, as if I'm leaving anywhere from my mother's house anytime soon. (laughs) But I've been thinking about like what I would want as coffee table books and things like that. And when I see just the cover of this book, like, yes. it reminds me of like a coffee table book that I'm actually going to pick up and read, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that only certain people can touch. I don't want everybody's measly hands on it. I'm crying. But, yeah, that's my Black Girl Lit. Um, hopefully when we get it, we, we can, can share. share. Yes. Yes. It's yes. going to be lit. <laughs> what do you have to share with us now?
0: You have, you have We have to pick between two things. Right. So, two things. So, I have a selection from... Half of a Yellow Sun, which is about naming children mm-hmm. or naming people. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is more geared towards, I guess, February. So it'll be about love. But there, it's, it's, it's low-key. It feels like it's not the mushy-gushy love. It's like critical love. So which one do you want? The naming people, because that one is pretty dope. But then there's love. It's February. Have you know. finished the book yet? No. Keep it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Um, The first (laughs) one is a quote that I got literally, I don't know how long ago. This is when, yeah. But I'm going to rephrase it just for anyone who is listening. Because I think it was geared towards women, but I think it should be geared towards anyone. You are royalty. Don't let no one half love you. Period. That's it. That's a big do Don't let no one half love you. If they can't love you entirely and this is a reminder during the month of love, then they don't deserve you, period. Okay, so now I'm going to read um, from Milk and Honey. So we, I think we've read something from Milk and Honey before. Yeah. Um, but I want to know your take on it because I'm like, hmm, interesting. But anyways, it starts off, most importantly, love. Like it's the only thing you know how. At the end of the day, all this means nothing. This page... Where you're sitting, your degree, your job, the money. Nothing even matters except love and human connection. Who you loved and how deeply you loved them, how you touched the people around you, and how much you gave them. First take on it.
1: Well that's I feel like that's the stuff that I was talking about earlier like what matters and like what things do you want to like compromise and think about okay this part of yourself or but ultimately none of that matters you know like who cares what what part of yourself you're presenting or what part of yourself you're feeling most comfortable to present at that moment because ultimately if it's not coming from a loving place then what does it matter right and like so i think that would be the underlying thing right and in the like the leg and then understand like love and legacy goes together like thinking about like what lives past you so like mm-hmm. money don't live past you you can't go down with any grave with it and you know your job okay it's a position someone else unfortunately is gonna have it after you mm-hmm. you know um you leave them and you go like your schooling like okay you learn something what are you doing with it are you loving on other people with you know that's what Mm -hmm. Dean Moss used to tell us like those who have loved up on us like Mm -hmm. those are the people that you bring to your table those are the people that you share time with that you commune with that you fellowship with and if you're not able to have people around your table if you literally could wake up every day and feel like you don't have anyone to share that opportunity with that's the thing that's that ultimately is Mm. critical you know it's not the oh I, I have a job to go to today. No, it's I have people at, jo- at my job today that I can truly learn from and be inspired by and feel happy about being around and love.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I was. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I could say that my degree means nothing because my degree means <laughs> everything.
1: Oh, it, it's, it, it, it was a labor of love that was put into it. Like, yeah, yeah I, I
0: don't know if I can I, I automatically say it means nothing. But with your understanding of it being like, if it's not gone about through mm-hmm. and by love, then mm-hmm. it means nothing. Mm-hmm. I can get with that. But when she said like, at the end of the day, all of this, like all that, mm-hmm. whatever's around you, the mm-hmm. materialistic things, they mm-hmm. mean nothing and I get it. But to me, my degree specifically, because I didn't go for anything that I that I wasn't passionate about. Like I'm passionate about black people and black studies and black art and black history and black life, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I did that out of love because I was loving myself too, like understanding Mm -hmm. myself, understanding my people, understanding what kind of condition we are in as a as humans. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that was done out of love. And like, yes, the degree, the piece of paper was it. Sometimes it does mean nothing because it's like it's people do it for. For what it can bring you Which is like the money And mm-hmm. does the money Cloud. really mean anything If you are not doing anything great with it If you're not using it in a way that love That loves up on other people Probably not So I just feel like There is a part where I'm like ah, I don't think it means anything Nothing I do think that it means something But if I'm going about it through love Then maybe that's the underlying gem of it all
1: mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah That's right yeah i i I think i think ultimately knowing that you've done your best in loving others um and that you've allowed others to love on you as well and giving space to receive love as much as giving it um it's just as important too because i think the capacity of being able to receive love allows you to know what love feels like so that you could give it as well
0: right such a powerful emotion too because like you really do have to i feel like for i I don't know i'll speak for myself but you really have i really have to unlearn Mm -hmm. to learn you know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that i feel like i've been taught to block off certain things Mm -hmm. like my receptors have been closed Mm -hmm. like ain't nobody got time for this but then you learn to open it up And it could be from your parents. It can be from someone you're interested in. It could be from books. It could be from anything But you Mm. learn to open those receptors to feel that, like, euphoria. Mm. Because that's what really, to me, love is, like, ultimately. Mm. Yeah. That's it. I just wanted to know what you thought about it. Because I was like, means nothing? I don't know. Because, you know, money means something in this world. Because, you know. Mm. Uh, Some
1: people got a lot of it and they happy and they know how to love.
0: And some people don't got none of it. But that feels
1: like a chicken versus egg. Which one came first? And I think the oh, ability love to love came first. allowed them to get their money. Loving what they do. The honest ones. For certain ones. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back with our last couple of segments.
0: back and we're gonna just gonna swing it right on into the gathering
1: all right y'all so i know this came out last week it actually came out last week monday while um you know the day that we were recording our last episode so we didn't really get that much time to get get into this but i just felt like it had to be brought up because i feel (laughs) like you know we're talking about portraits like do you see me do i see you is that what i look like like and certain people can they speak on how they're portrayed? Like, and, you know, on the Today Show, the the Today Show, which needs to be the never, ever, ever again show. uh, They decided to reveal what they thought King Tut's mother, Queen Nefertiti, looked like using 3D imaging and forensic reconstruction to come up with a bust of her face. Yeah, I don't know which black woman this is, but this is not it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, according to one of the blogs that I've recently started, like listening to, um, reading up on, listening to reading up on, i um, actually subscribed to their newsletter. Um, it's called the Love Letter, but mm-hmm. it's from awesomelylovey.com. Her name is Lovey Agiemi. Uh, she actually has a IJE, and she has a book coming out um, called I'm Judging You, The Do Better Manual, which I thought was so, so hilarious. Um, she also has a Facebook uh, show called Rants and Randomness. But she says, quote, The devil is a Caucasian-ass lie, and the truth ain't in him. What I ain't gonna accept is that King Tut's mama was Lady Gaga. <laughs> and... I quote, really died at that.
0: And, and After I read, well, the first part was, I just want to drop kick people in the face way too often these to days." that's the first sentence, I was out. Right. And like, okay,
1: so, <laughs> <laughs> she then goes on to say, quote, this is a sculpture of Lady Gaga from that one time she went to Cancun and forgot sunscreen, so she burned a little bit and got red. I'm so dead. <sighs> I think, I mean, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny, but. It's so not funny when you actually think about the rewriting of history and like we've been talking about it this entire episode, like encapsulating of certain like ideas and themes, whether it be in music, whether it be through art, um like physical art, aesthetic art, kinesthetic art, um, the kinesthetic art of you know, figure skating, like who is representing what and who's allowed to unveil it. Like look I don't know if you could see, but there's this screenshot of when they were unveiling it. And my little um, brown skin lady in the back, she stood far away from it, and she did not touch it because okay. she probably looking at it like, that is not my ancestors
0: right there, not at all. It's so funny that they really be capturing people's facial expressions, like Michelle Obama when, when um, what's that man, what's that woman name? Sorry, not man. Um, first lady. Melania. Melania. She when she gave her that gift. And, Michelle Obama's like, what the hell do I do with this? Right. <laughs>
1: She's like, I don't want this. What kind of things you got on this? But I just feel like this has to be gathered and put on. Okay, so you need to know who's in the room.
0: You need to be able to look at various sources. At who's least- not in the room. Right. Because I- clearly there's not, the people that were, the creator of this, the the person who did the facial reconstruction of This queen. Right. um, This queen did not (laughs) did not actually understand that it didn't matter who was in the room. Because clearly it was a lot of well, not even clearly, based on the videos of who was describing, um, the process of reconstructing this queen. They there were no black women or men, or any other people of so color that I been. saw describing this type of, this process. So that that does make me wonder who act is actually in the room and are they taking account for the people that are out of the room? And is your imagining, right? So we talk about um, the collective imagination, right? Is the collective imagination that of um, success automatically tied to whiteness? whiteness? And so, sure, that could be what his is perception of, like, success looks like. But is that, are we basing that on your perception and your imagination? Or are we going to base it off of history? And, like, what can we go off in history to say, bro, that's not the complexion. Like, also, like, did
1: y'all not do a a Google search? Like, I'm just, like, where's your sources? And, and, like, not to say Google at all. But, like, where what are your sources? What are you going off of? As mm-hmm. one of our other professors used what to do tell you have us, to go what on? do you have to go on? Like what do you have to go on? Apparently you didn't have that much to go on or whatever you did go off of wasn't it, it was hella inaccurate. Um it's just interesting like mm. the portrayals are just off and uh, to put it on solid ground, I think one thing is understanding. Now, there's just another place that black people need to, you know, find themselves in. Like, the the tech age is getting so, you know, rampant. And, you know, all these people that are in STEM, shout outs to you all. Because you all can literally be those people in the room that can allow for these 3D imaging and forensic reconstructions to actually be taking place properly of our people. Um, I'm happy that they took the chance to actually do one of someone of our, you know our history but it'd be best if we had some people to blame yeah um try that again because then know.
0: It, it literally is like it's not your history if the person is inaccurately made right
1: that's just my quick snippet you know shot thank you awesomely lovely for you know just putting it all together in a nice little sassy tone Blimey. um because as she said this is fake news alternative facts falsities
0: it's the audacity of carcassity. I'm crying at work. I really wanna now I'm really (laughs) interested in knowing like what kind of sources did they, they did use and like why did they automatically or did they automatically imagine her to be white? Like, was there any debate of this woman being black? Or is there any sources or and when I say sources I guess it could be I don't know what they use as sources. Because it clearly is like, I know it's not like, oh, here's a writing. Oh, this person was black, and so you just have to make the person black. But what are their sources, and why did they come up with that? Mm-hmm. I would like to know. I feel like that is, we are deserving of that much.
1: Yeah. So with that, do you have anything for the world is in need
0: of? Hmm. Um. The world is in need of sunshine. I just want to be hot again. Yeah,
1: man. I mean, next week, I'll be in a nice little sunny place, but that's only going to be won't. for a couple of days.
0: <laughs> yeah, because vitamin, vitamin what is it, D? D is quite is necessary. 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 It's necessary. Like, it literally, I literally open the blinds. We get, I get like two hours of sunlight, like, for real, like, in my office, because, you know... From, and, like, one to two, yeah, like... Or
1: one to three. It's like...
0: And I just be, like, by that window, just, like, scrounging. Trying to like, take it all in. Like, oh, Lord, please shine a light in. on me. Or when
1: you work in the garden level, a.k.a. basement I'm of crying. your...
0: I'm crying. It's called a garden level. <laughs> but who said the garden was
1: underground, though? <laughs> <sighs> so, basically, you have to be ODing on the vitamin D during the morning. Like, I literally take... Yeah. This is what I say. I take two... I take a multivitamin in the morning. I take uh, vitamin D emulsion drops mm-hmm. on my tongue. Then in the afternoon, I take another vitamin again just to make sure I have enough in my system.
0: Because it honestly messes with your mood. It really does. A hundred percent. I be so draggy, draggy. I already don't like... I'm not a morning person at all. So I come in and I'm like, eh, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then... The rest of the day is not any better because I'm not even getting to walk outside. Like if I'm walking outside, I'm freezing cold, and I have to rush everywhere I'm going, and right. that doesn't make me happy.
1: No. Nope. So yeah, if you if you need it, is the public service announcement. Oh, Catch yourself some vitamin D for real. The actual vitamin D. Um, <laughs> I can't even say God given because God gave everything. True. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so with that, we're going to. Tune Tune out out of The Takeover (laughs) with Kristen and Christine. Bye, Bye, y'all.